What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the CPA Zone, the podcast where we discuss tax strategies and accounting tips for entrepreneurs and real estate investors. My name is Ryan Pulis, and our company, The Pulis Group, offers tax planning and advisory services for entrepreneurs like you. Whether it's bookkeeping, tax planning, or CFO services that you're looking for, we've got you covered. Hi, everyone. Ryan Pulis here with another episode of the CPA Zone. This episode is brought to you by the Pulis Group. Today, we're going to talk about business vehicles and how you can deduct the cost in your business. So the cost of a business vehicle is one of the many deductions allowed for business owners. Employees can't deduct the cost of their personal vehicles. Prior to the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, W-2 employees were allowed a miscellaneous itemized deduction, which is subject to the 2% floor, meaning before you got any deduction, the cost had to exceed 2% of your adjusted gross income. Well, at one point, employees were allowed to deduct unreimbursed expenses related to the business use of their car, but that's gone away at the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Now it's set to come back when that act expires in 2026, assuming no changes, but it's still it's based on unreimbursed expenses. So a salesperson, for example, that's paid on a W-2 that drives between various client meetings was allowed at one point to deduct those costs if they weren't reimbursed. Often though, employers were reimbursed for that, so there's no deduction anyway. And that's the current setup. That's the only way they're going to get some sort of benefit is uh, the employer would reimburse the W-2 employee and then the employer gets the deduction. So again, another benefit to owning your own business is you have more opportunity to convert what may otherwise be a non-deductible expense into a valid business deduction. So tax advantages are one of the many benefits to owning your own business, along with many others like being your own boss, uh, the extra freedom it offers, you're not limited to one customer. You know, if you think about it, if you work in a W-2 job, that your employer is your one customer. When you have your own business, you have many customers. Personally, getting out of my W-2 job and going out on my own was the best thing I ever did. In fact, I wish I would have done it much sooner. And it's not that my W-2 jobs are bad. I've always worked at a, a company that treated me well. Uh, I got along with the people I worked with. So it wasn't anything like that. It's just at one point I realized I was working for someone else's dream. And it hit me that I should be working on my own dream. So making that change was one of the best things I ever did, hands down. But let's get back to our business vehicles and how we can deduct them. So the first and most important thing is it needs to be used for business. There's no business deduction if you're not using the vehicle for business. Another key thing is you don't want to buy just for the tax write-off. You know, in this case, you're, you're tripping over a dollar to pick up a quarter. So for example, if you buy a $20,000 car and you're in the 24% tax bracket, you're spending $20,000 to save $4,800 in taxes. So this, it doesn't make sense when you actually, unless you actually need the new vehicle. So if you need the new vehicle, then this makes sense and you want to figure out how can we deduct this. You don't want, you never want to buy something just for the tax deduction. Don't let the tax tail wag the dog. You should buy things you need and then figure out how can I turn this into a legitimate tax deduction. So when you buy a vehicle, there's two ways to calculate the deduction. You have what's called the standard mileage rate or the actual car expenses. In both cases, you need to determine the total number of business miles driven for the year. 
the best way to track this is by using a mileage log, which if you're ever audited, you'll need to present a mileage log or some proof of the business use. Mileage log is best. You can use something like Excel to track your miles. Or there's several mileage apps out there now. So you could track your, you would track your daily business and personal miles. And at the end of the year, total up the total number of business miles. If your business use is consistent, then you can reduce the amount of tracking generally. So there's what's called the three month method or the one week a month method. So the three month method just means you would track your mileage for three months straight and then apply that to the rest of the year. This is when we're using the actual expenses to determine your business use percentage. Uh, so if you track it for three months and figure out you're using it 75% for business, then we've got, we can apply that 75% to the rest of the year. The second would be the one week a month. So you can track your mileage one week out of every month and use that to determine the business use percentage. And again, the business use percentage only applies when you're using actual costs because we'll take the actual costs multiplied by the business use percentage. If you're using standard mileage, you just keep that log anytime you drive miles for business purposes. So let's talk a bit more about the standard mileage rate. So for 2023, the rate is 65.5 cents per mile per business mile driven. So for each mile you drive, you simply multiply that by 65 and a half cents. If you drive 10,000 business miles, you have a deduction of 65,000 or 60, $6,550. So this is generally the easiest way to calculate the deduction. And it's often the most beneficial if your car is inexpensive and you drive a lot of miles. So if you use the standard mileage rate for the year, you can't deduct your actual car expenses for the, that year. It's one or the other. So if you want to use a standard mileage rate for a vehicle that you own, you have to choose that in the first year the car is available for use in your business. Then in later years, you can choose to use the standard mileage rate or the actual expenses. If you use the actual expense method in the first year, you're required to use that method for the vehicle in all future years. If you lease a vehicle, then you use the same method you choose in year one for the duration of the lease. So if you if you're leasing and you start off with the standard mileage rate, you have to use it through the entire lease term. Or if you start out with the actual expense method, then you have to use that through the entire lease term. When you own, you can start with the standard mileage and then change. However, if you own and start with actual expense method, you use that throughout the duration. So there are some rules that determine whether or not you can switch. When we're using actual car expenses, if we're not using the standard mileage rate, then we can deduct things like depreciation or lease payments, gas, oil, insurance, repairs, etc. All of those costs that go into operating your vehicle. So parking and tolls, those can be deducted in full whether you use the actual expense or standard mileage rate, just as a FYI. So if you're using your car for both business and personal purposes, and you're using the actual expense method, then you have to divide your expenses between business and personal use. You do this based on the business use percentage, which we touched on a bit earlier. So you take the total miles driven for the year and the total business miles for the year, and you would divide the business miles by the total miles to come up with your business use percentage and apply that to your cost. So for example, let's say you drive your car for 20,000 miles during the year, 12,000 miles are for business, 8,000 are for personal. That's 60%. You can claim 
60% of the cost of operating your car as a business. So if your total costs were $10,000, 60% of that would be a $6,000 write-off. Now, if you're using actual expenses and you use the vehicle at least 50% for business, you can claim Section 179 or bonus depreciation to accelerate the year one write-offs. In fact, if you're not using the car for 50% business use, then you're stuck with only the standard mileage rate. You have to use it at least 50% or more to use the actual expenses. And when you use the actual expenses, that's when Section 179 and bonus depreciation become an option to really enhance the year one deduction. So Section 179 or business or bonus depreciation amounts, they're also prorated on that business use percentage, just like every other expense. So if you're using your car 75% for business, and you take bonus depreciation in year one, it would be that amount calculated for bonus depreciation, you'd apply your business use percentage to it. Now, you might be asking, should I put the vehicle in my personal name or the business name? And really, on it, either is acceptable as long as you're following the correct process. So if you're a sole proprietor or single member LLC, and then you simply report the business use with your Schedule C. It doesn't matter if the car is in your personal name or the business name. However, if your business is an S corporation or C corporation, then it, it matters in the differences in how you actually record the expense. So if the vehicle is in your personal name and you're an S corporation or C corporation, then you should have an accountable plan in place for expense reimbursements and you'd reimburse yourself for the use of the vehicle. If the S corporation or C corporation owns the vehicle, then you deduct the costs and you must add into your W-2 income the personal use portion. So if your costs were $10,000 and you had 20% personal use, $2,000 needs to be added back into your W-2's income, or you can record it as a personal draw, but you'd adjust that expense accordingly. So to summarize, if you use a vehicle in your business, you should be tracking mileage using a mileage log. You, should, you can choose to calculate the deduction using either the standard mileage rate of 65.5 cents, which is the 2023 rate, or by using the actual vehicle expenses and then applying the business use percentage to that number. Which methods better really depends on your own circumstances. Typically, less expensive cars with high mileage do better with the standard mileage rate, while more expensive vehicles with less miles typically see a better benefit using the actual expense method. So that about does it. I hope you found value in this episode. If so, please leave a five-star review or hit the like and subscribe button. Until next time, have a great day. So that about does it for this episode of the CPA Zone. Thanks for listening, and I hope you found something valuable that you can take away. We are taking on new clients, and if you'd like to work with us, then go to our website and fill out the client intake form on our contact page. This can be found at thepulisgroup.com forward slash contact. That's T H E. P-U-L-I-C-E-G-R-O-U-P dot com forward slash contact.